welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. you know he's a promise keeper. Amen. He is a miracle worker. It's like the song we sing, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Right? Praise God. Well, it's cold out there tonight. And it was cold last night. And it's going to be cold tomorrow and tomorrow night. You can stop that stuff right there. I got two to deal with now. I got Sister Brenda Sanderson and her. Like this cold stuff. At least it's not snowing. Today I was back in the office and I just couldn't seem to get warm. My hands were cold and I was just chilling. So I came out here and got somebody's blanket back here, and I went back in my office and covered up and uh, had my heater on, had it on 75 degrees. It just kept running. And uh, so I'm not, uh, the older I get, I'm not that, that person who likes this cold stuff. But I'm glad we're in the house of God tonight. And uh, for all those that are watching that, one reason or another, health, or just cars not operating quite the way it should. This is not the kind of weather you want to get caught out in it. And uh, so uh, we appreciate those that are here. We appreciate those that are watching by way of uh, the internet. We pray that God will touch a heart. Second Peter tonight, third chapter, probably a familiar portion of scripture for most of us. If there's ever been a time that uh, God's alarm clock to us is going off, I think it's now. Uh, I think he's trying to make us aware of the hour that we're living in. And, uh, and I think his word does a good job notifying us about the end time and, and those things that we will face. So here in 2 Peter in the third chapter, verses 1 through 4, he says simply this, this, this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles, of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, everybody say, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? 
For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things, everybody say, all things continue as they were. Lord God, we thank you for your word. Truly is, as the scripture says, a lamp unto our feet. Amen. It illuminates our our pathway as we walk down life. And God, I pray tonight that your word will touch each and every one of our hearts and minds and help us to understand the day and hour that we're living in, that we might want to be everything you want us to be so that we might be prepared for that time when you come for your church. And we want to be a part of that great gathering, amen, that day when the trump of God sounds and we all go to be with you. So bless tonight, I pray, in Jesus' name, and everybody say amen. God bless you, you may be seated. So for the next little bit here, amen, I want to talk to you about that. It's not, not something that I don't talk about uh, a lot, probably not as much as I should, Amen. But it's about the day and time that we're living in and about the excitement that I think we should have, amen, to travel on to that place that God has prepared for us. Amen. I think the Bible is very particular about this. And I also think it's very particular when it tells us that we need to make plans. You need to plan ahead. And most of you will know, or if you've been around me at all much, and you start talking about traveling, you'll understand that I'm pretty picky about traveling. Hey Amen. I, uh, I don't like to uh, uh, just uh, go on the spot and go somewhere not knowing where I'm going. And I don't like to go out not knowing where I'm going to stay. I'm very particular about those things. And if you know my background, you would understand why, and I've talked about it before, so I, I, won't, I don't have a need to talk about those things tonight. But there is planning, there is preparation, amen, there's things that you have to do to get ready to go, and uh, you want to make sure you got everything, right? Now, uh, today, people, a friend of mine said that if there's one thing, if he, if he forgets everything else when he travels, he's got to remember one thing. And that's his CPAP machine. <clears throat> he said, if I've got that, I'm going to be fine. I can go buy the rest of it. Amen. I, I, I'm not the kind of person that likes to find, get to my destination and find out that I have forgotten something. Because usually when I do that, then i got to make a trip to Walmart or someplace to pick up a toothbrush or some toothpaste or, or something of that nature. How many ever forgot something that you wanted to take with you when you traveled somewhere? A belt, shoes, maybe even your glasses. You forget something and you get there, man. And so you figure out you got to go and get something for your trip that you left behind. Amen. Then you got to understand that, 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 that leaving for me, uh, uh, a lot of people don't care what time they leave, but I think for all of us, leaving on time is important if you want to get to your destination when you desire to get there. Leaving on time is a very powerful thing because it will help you in your planning, amen, to get to that 
place that you want to go to for vacation or whatever it is. Taking the pathway that you go is very important. What road you choose. Do you want to go through the country because it's a scenic route? But it's going to take you two or three hours more. Do you want to go on a road that's got all kinds of construction on it that's going to delay your trip? I don't know about you, but those don't sound like good options to me because it's just going to slow me down. Amen. I want to know how long it's going to take me to get there. I like it when I can fly a plane and be there in two and a half hours instead of 18. How many knows what I'm talking about? I'm not a camping kind of a person. I have camped before. I've slept out underneath the stars. I, I did things like that. I used to catch snakes, Brother Bobby. I used to have fun doing stuff like that that didn't bother me. Now I think I'm a little too old for that. My bones don't work well sleeping on the ground. Amen. But I always think about those points in my life where I stop and I take notice and I look at the things that are important. What is important? The Bible talks that we shouldn't be weary in well-doing. But weariness sometimes sets in on us. Sometimes we get tired. Sometimes we're driving down the road and all of a sudden our eyes start crossing. We're tired. We're weary. Fatigue sets in. Sleep is not there the way it needs to be. I had a problem last night sleeping. Two things happened. Well, more than two things happened. One time last night I had a dream. It was such a vivid dream that it woke me up. It startled me and it woke me up out of a, out of a deep sleep. And I got up because I'm thinking, man, that was, that was, that was a powerful dream. And I, I walked away from it and I got up and I got something to drink and I looked out the window to see what kind of weather and the wind was blowing and all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I got to looking at that and I'm like, I don't want to go back to bed because I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want that dream to pick up where it left off. So I was doing things to get my mind off of it and, and trying to, uh, you know, take up some time. But I kept waking up about every hour, hour and 15 minutes. And I would say, man, that fan, that fan on my furnace is still running. So about 4 o'clock in the morning, I get up. I get my little flashlight because I didn't want to turn the lights on. I walked down the steps, went over to the thermostat, and I looked at it. And it says, well, it's, everything's running right. It was just cold last night. Amen. So we, we see these, in, in our, uh, these points in our life and all these different things. And, and yet, I have my alarm clock set, but I kept checking my alarm clock. Because I'm like, okay, I don't want to miss my alarm. But I kept waking up every hour or so. Something in me just kept waking me up. Here, let me tell you something tonight. In your relationship with this world and your relationship with God... You need the Word of God to kind of move you a little bit every now and then. Wake you up. Bring you back to the right state of mind. Let you see things as they are. Amen. Disturb you a little bit to where you will look at those things that maybe you haven't looked at in a while. Realizing uh, that this life that you're living uh, is a journey. And it's not necessarily the carnal journey that you're walking through. Uh, amen. But it's the spiritual journey uh, that matters. You're going to fight battles. <clears throat> There's going to be spiritual battles that you're going to fight. You are going to get weary. You are going to get fatigued. You're not going to feel like going further. You're going to feel like giving up. 
You're going to feel like stop going to church. You're going to feel like those things of the Word of God are not as important as they once were. There are going to be those battles that are going to wear you out. You're going to have to travel in a carnal world, but you're going to have to stay spiritual in your travels. You're going to live life. You're going to have to deal with situations. They're not always fun. And sometimes, once again, they will wear you out because you don't know what to do. But you got to keep on going. Amen. Sometimes you feel like I get ahead only to fall back. I take two steps forward and four steps back. Seems like I'm always faltering and failing or falling on my face. It seems like I can't get nowhere because I seem to keep on getting back, coming back to where I was. Sometimes we find ourselves, amen, in this world chasing sin. We're weak. We're worn out. We're we're ready to sleep. And so we kind of check out, so to speak. But I'm here to tell you tonight that the Lord has a wake-up call for each and every one of us. We have to be tuned into it. Amen. Sometimes I'll need on my phone, amen, when I'm traveling somewhere, to change my alarm setting. Why is that? Because sometimes you get used to something. And I have to change, Brother Tyler, the sound of that alarm. And sometimes it's crazy stuff, like the constellation. Amen. And then it just keeps getting louder and louder and louder. But I need something to stir me because if I get used to the same alarm, after a while, it won't wake me up. That's why I'm telling you tonight, sometimes you'll get used to the alarms of, of your life and it's the same old, same old, over and over. And the things of God don't stir you like they once did before. That's why during this 21 days of prayer and fasting, uh, you need to maybe recalibrate some stuff uh, in your life. Amen. Reset that alarm. Amen. Get to the place to where you're getting a, a different sound from heaven. Amen. Tuning into some other things that God has. Don't become so weak and worn out by the things of the world. Amen. That you go to sleep and you kind of miss what God's trying to tell you. Amen. Because I'm here to tell you before, I've slept. And the alarm was blaring. And I found out something not too long ago. I found out that if I sleep on my right ear, I don't sleep on my back or my stomach. I've got to go one side or the other. And I, and I flop like a fish in the middle of the night. I'm like Superman. I can bounce off of that mattress and sleep. <laughs> but I found out something. I found out. How I found out was I was sleeping on my right side. And the alarm was blaring away. And for some reason, I turned over to go to the other side, and I woke up because I heard the alarm. Sometimes we can become deaf with the alarms that God is is just blaring in our head about the end time and what God... we We can get so used to those kind of alarms. Amen. It's like, ah, we've always been talking about this thing called the coming of the Lord. They've been talking about it for years now. Our fathers were talking about it. Our grandfathers were talking about it. They were talking about it way back in Peter's day. The coming of the Lord. Hear me tonight? 
But we can get so used to that to where we ourselves can come and sit on a church pew, uh, amen, because this is where our friends are, this is where our family is, uh, and we come over and over and over again, but yet the alarm is sounding and we don't hear it. The coming of the Lord is around the block. The alarm is blaring. It's trying to wake us up. It's that spiritual time clock in our lives. God has left us His Word. It is just sounding forth to speak to us about the day and time that we're living in. In Matthew, the 24th chapter, let me read you some things here. Before I do that, let me go back and tell you one thing about the Scripture I just read. The Bible says, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. A scoffer simply is a person who makes fun of someone or something often of religion or moral values. In our day and time right now, we are seeing this full bore in our media, around us, where Christianity is becoming more and more made fun of, criticized, critical of, telling people that it's just a, you know, that, that's a crutch that they have to have. But the Bible tells us that in the last day, that, that's what it's going to be like. Scoffers. People making fun of the child of God. Where is the promise of His coming? Tell us. Because that we've, you've been talking about that for all these years. Let me tell you something, child of God. You cannot get distracted by what the world is saying. You got to keep believing. If the Lord said it, it's going to come to pass. If it's in His Word, it's going to come to fruition. Amen. If He said He's going to come for His church, He's going to come for His church. So don't get sidetracked with what man might say. Now let's move on to Matthew 24, 13 to 14, 13, 3 to 14. And as He sat on Mount of Olives, the disciples came to Him privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and they shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. Amen. Deadly diseases. You ain't seen nothing yet. Turn your neighbor and say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Just understand, the Bible said this is what you're going to see in the last days. Oh, uh, got to watch what I say now. My wife's got me freaked out, or somebody does. I guess we, we got one of those little things telling us that uh, we got a, you know, what, what's that thing called? I forget now, but anyway, your name is on one of them, brother. Yeah, your name is on one of them. And brother Bobby, I think he's kind of skated so far. Facebook just telling you, hey, you know, 
you've been doing this if you don't call us and dispute this or whatever like that, you know. Got us going because another friend of mine went on Facebook telling everybody, hey, look, you know, man, it looks like we're going to get dispersed from this and my personal account might be the next thing. So you got to watch what you say. But anyway, so here's the deal. Amen. The world says this is what you do if you want to not get this. I'm trying to be good now, okay? you got to do this to not get that. Well, they found out that that stuff is not true. Don't get quiet on me tonight. What they don't know is the Bible says, look, in the end time, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have pestilences. You're going to have disease that's going to, that's going to be uh, insurmountable. You're going to be trying to conquer things that you never dreamed were, you were going to have to work on. Infections and outbreaks of stuff and plagues and, and sickness and viruses and uh, endemics uh, uh, persisting in a population, uh, amen, for long periods of time. Something that, 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 that's, that, that can't be settled necessarily, uh, amen. It's constant, if I could say it that way. And the occurrence of it is, is constant. Uh, all these different things, it said... Understand pestilences. He put it in there. Nations will rise against nations, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and there will be pestilence. There will be earthquakes in diverse places. Then he goes on and says in verse 8, All these are the beginning of sorrows. Everybody say the beginning. Nine, he says, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Bothers me when I hear about people sending people into churches just to spy on them. Has anybody heard that stuff? They put them in there. They want to know what they're thinking. Are they radical or this or that or whatever like that? Whatever their thinking is. Let's just put it that way. And I, I looked at that and said, Lord, why in the world would they do things like that? Well, it's because in the sense of it, they're, they're, the world likes control. And anybody that goes outside of that or steps outside of that realm, they feel like is a threat to them. But in reality, all the church is trying to do is just be the church. Amen. We're not trying to do anything else except what the Word of God has asked us to do. And that is just be my child, be my children, be my voice. Amen. Testify to the world. Bring things into the people into the kingdom of God where they can be saved and filled with the Spirit. That's all we're here for. Amen. But, but the enemy of our soul doesn't like that because the enemy, amen, wants control. Over the souls of men. Many shall be offended. Shall betray one another. You see that today. People betraying one another. Shall hate one another. You haven't seen any more hate today. Or in the world than you do today. There's hate going on. A lot of hate. Amen. But that's not the will of God. Turn to your neighbor and say. The church. The church. Can't be in that middle of hate. That's not what we're here for. Amen. We're here to love people. Amen. We're here to care about people, right? We're here to see people, amen, forgiven of their sins. And, you know, many will be offended. Turn to your neighbor and say, have you been offended? Hey, man, look back at them right now. Get over it. Get over that offense. Pray about it. Seek the face of God. 
Tell God that you don't want that offense in your heart. Amen. It's easy to get offended. It's hard to get rid of it. The only way you get rid of it is by the Spirit of God, the power of God, moving and operating your life. Amen. As you pray sincerely to Him and say, God. Did Jesus even pray? As He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I am of the opinion he could have zapped them all. But yet he said, no. Amen. I want them to be forgiven. Because he knew he was going to that cross, right? He's there. He was shedding his blood for the remission of their sins. Hear me tonight. We're living in a day and time to where we got to stay tuned in to what the Lord is telling us. Many shall be offended. They shall betray one another. They shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Anytime there is sin that is on the loose, amen, you've got to be careful because your love is going to wane away. It's going to wax cold. Amen. Sin will change your heart. But he said, he that endured to the end, the same shall be saved. And then he goes on and said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. Everybody say all. And then shall the end come. These things bear witness to the end of the world. What were they? Let me go over them again. Number one, he said they're going to be false Christ." He said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Nations are going to rise against nation. Famines. We're seeing all this stuff right now. It's going on right now. Pestilence. We're going to see it. Amen. Like we've never seen it before. Earthquakes. Man, you seem like about every day you're talking about earthquakes. Persecution. It's on the rise. Offense. Why? Because we live in a PC society. Don't get quiet tonight. You're going to be offended. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, can you handle that? There's going to be betrayal. There's going to be no loyalty. Look at verse 10. He said there's going to be false prophets. He said there's going to be no love. No love. Amen. When the Bible says we're to love one another. That's why you got to stay tapped into the Word of God. Because the Word of God will never lead you astray. It will always lead you, amen, in the path of righteousness. For His namesake. It will always bring you to the place to where you will love people no matter what. Amen. You will, you will want the gospel to be preached to, to all nations. Doesn't matter where it's at, where they're from. Doesn't matter if it's on the African continent or the South American continent or the Asian continent or the North American continent. It doesn't matter where they're at, what island they're on. Doesn't matter what their pedigree is or what their social status is or where they come from. No, it doesn't matter. The Bible says that everybody, uh, amen, has the opportunity uh, to give their life to God. There's not a greater time than right now than people, then we need to be tapped into that and say, Lord, 
Amen. I want what you want. Amen. I want what you want. The headlines that I read about today all are alarms that are telling me, amen, it's the end time. The Lord's going to come. Get right with God. Do everything you can in the kingdom of God. Why? Because the Lord's about ready to come. On this cold night. Do you know God could come tonight? You know God could come tonight. Whatever degree temperature it is right now. Amen. The single digits right now. God could come on a night like tonight. The question are, are we going to be ready on a night like tonight? Are we going to be ready on a night when it's 95 degrees? It doesn't matter. Whatever night it is, you've got to be determined that you're going to be ready to meet the Lord. No matter what holiday it is, you got, no matter vacation or not, you've got to be determined. If it's on vacation, amen, you want to be ready to meet the Lord. Why? Because, amen, we, we look at the, uh, Luke, the 17th chapter, verses 26 to 30. Here's what it says. And as it were in the days of Noah. What are you talking about, Pastor? Well, here's what it said. So shall it be also the days of the coming of the Son of Man. They did eat. How many eats? I'm going to be simplistic with this right now. They drank. They married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. In other words, everything was going just like it always had. Until the day Noah entered into the ark and the flood came. And it destroyed them all. It was just another day. A day like yesterday, the one before, the one before that, last week, last month, last year. It was just like another day. Until... Noah entered the ark. It was just another day. And I'm here to tell you that when the Lord comes, it's going to be just like another day. People's going to be going about doing all the same stuff they've done before. They're going to be caught up with everything in the cares of life and everything in the world. And we as the children of God have got to stay alert because you and I can get caught up in the same just another day. And then when he comes, we won't be looking for it. Just another day. Just going through it. But then the flood came and destroyed them all. Verse verse 29 says this. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed all of them. I talked about it, about Abraham and the Lord saying, I preached it in fact uh, recently, shall I hide this thing? He was talking to the angel. He said, shall I hide this from him? He sent them on. And he has a conversation. And that's when, Lot, when Abraham says, hey, Lord, peradventure, there's 50 righteous. Would you spare him? And he said, yeah. I'll spare him for 50. Well, <laughs> Abraham said, well, if you're sparing for 50, evidently it's not looking too good for him. At Lord, peradventure, there's 40. Would you spare him? Yeah, if there's 40, I'll spare him. He gets all the way down to 10. Lord, if there's 10 righteous in Sodom, would you, would you spare him? He said, Abraham, for you, if there's 10 righteous, I'll spare him. No doubt Abraham just like, my Lord, they're doomed. And then the angels get there. They go to Lot's house. Lot, his two daughters, and his wife, they made it out. Except Lot's wife, as they were leaving, 
disobeyed the word, don't look back. See, sometimes we get on this journey, and our problem is we look back too much. Why? Because there's some things we still love. There's some things that we're still kind of attached to. But, but, but he said, don't look back. She couldn't help herself. She looked back and turned into a pillar of salt. Hear me tonight when I tell you this right now. We don't have time to look back. we got to stay engaged in what God is wanting to do in this last day. Amen. Understand that judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. It's going to hit this world like they've never seen judgment hit this world before in their life. But he says simply this. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. This is what it's going to be like. My question to you tonight is simply this. Are we ready for that day? Are we ready for that moment? We look around us all. In, 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 in Noah's day, what was the problem? They had a lot of violence going on in Noah's day. There was a lot of violence going on in Noah's day. And God said, you know what? What is this stench that I'm smelling? What is this smell? What, 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 what is this? You see what I'm talking about? There's violence. There's violence in this world. They can't figure it out. They're trying, to, they're trying to do everything they can to try to answer the question, why do we have so much violence? I'll tell you why. Because it's in the heart of man. Sin is that question, is the answer to that question. Violence is because of sin. Sin is a destroyer. Sin is destruction. Now, sometimes people are what they call good sinners. Sin is sin. It makes no difference what we do. We still need a Savior. We still need to be born again of the water of the Spirit. We still, still need to be filled with His Spirit. What was, what was the problem, in just in short, short form, what was the problem in Lot's day? What, what, if, you know, if I can just put it one way, immorality. Now, grant you, there was disregard for the Word of God. But in one sense, in my mind, immorality was their problem. Immorality. So you got violence and you got immorality. Look around you today. What do you see? Violence and immorality. That's why we got to be careful. As parents, as grandparents, we have to be careful with our kids. What they see, what they hear, all these different things. Why? Because I think what's going on in our world today, a lot of these things that our kids are playing in their games and so on and so forth, amen, is, is just full, chock, chock full of, of violence and immorality. Uh, and we have to be on guard and be very careful. Oh, pastor, they're just kids. You let them keep on watching that. And I promise you down the road, you're going to have to deal with that problem. Oh, it's just a game. No, it's not just a game. Oh, it's just a movie. No, it's not just a movie. Oh, it's just a song. No, it's not just a song. We have to be vigilant in this last day. And you and I, even as saints of God, older saints of God, we have to be vigilant. Why? Because some of those very same things are coming into our life. Amen. And if our kids see us doing that, but Tyler, 
If they see us doing that, they won't think anything wrong with it. And then if you go to correct them, you know, it's like, it's like these guys, they smoke or they drink or whatever like that, and then their kid doesn't, they're like, hey, you shouldn't be smoking or you shouldn't be doing this or doing that. And they look at you and do what? Well, you do it. How do you argue with that? Well, I'm a grown-up. <laughs> You're a grown-up. No, we just need to realize that we need to set the example for our kids. Amen. What we say, what we see, what we hear, what we do, everything. Why? Because the Bible says in the last days, this is what it's going to be like. People are going to be running. They're going to be running into the chaotic times of life. Give me this. Give me that. Let me enjoy this. Let me enjoy that. Not taking into account that judgment day is coming. Saints of God, let me tell you, I'm glad you came tonight, and I'm glad they're watching by way of Internet. But I'm here to tell you, all of us, no matter where we're at, we need to stop for a moment and recalibrate our lives so that we are hearing clearly the voice of God in this end time. That we are clearly hearing what thus saith the Lord because it's blaring. It's blaring. It's saying, look, you got to get right. you got to get ready. you you gotta, you got to reach out to the lost. Amen. There's no reason why we should have empty chairs in this place tonight. Witness to people. Why? Because he's coming. He's coming. He said, in an hour that we think not, the Son of Man cometh. In an hour that we're not expecting it, he's coming. In an hour that we're caught up doing other things, he's coming. That's why we got to stay in tune with the end time call. In an hour that you think not, in an hour that you think not, let's stand together. I'm done. What shall it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul. It's not having things that are wrong. It's just who has control of that. Do those things have control of you? Or can you deal with those things and keep them where they need to be? What shall it profit us if we can enjoy the things of the world, but we're not enjoying the things of God? We've got to get right. We've got to stay right. We've got to live right. We've got to pray. And in these 21 days of prayer and fasting going into this new year, 2024, and, and January is going quick. We need to prepare ourselves to do battle in this last day and stand on the word of God, which is the only true and sure foundation in life. Everything else is going to falter. Everything else is going to fail. But his word is not. Hear me tonight. Do you hear the alarm clock? 
Do you hear the wake-up call? You know, there's nothing worse than an alarm clock that is broken. I've got a favorite alarm clock. It's one I use. It's been dropped so many times that when I go to set it, Brother Tyler, there's a little button, and I have to play around with it so that I can see the light. And if the light's on, I know the alarm's going to work. But if I can't get that to work right, I'll flip it off and flip it back on, flip it off and flip it back on. I've dropped it so much, I've busted the light bulb in it for the nightlight. But it's my clock. My wife tried to get me another one. I'm like, no, I don't like that one. I want one just like this. I want one just like this. It's the simplicity of it. It's not hard to operate. But sometimes I feel like our alarm clock is broken some way and we're not paying attention or we're not trying to fix it. We just kind of, it's there on the, on the uh, nightstand for, you know, hey, the clock still works, but what good is the clock if the alarm don't work? I'm here to tell you tonight, check your alarm clock, your spiritual alarm clock. Are you missing the sound or are you... Put yourself in a situation to where you can hear it when it goes off. It's blaring right now, but do we hear it? Are you so caught up in your own life that that you can't, it's not making sense to you? This is not making sense. But pastor, you talk about this a lot. Won't you preach like these other guys? Let me tell you something right now. I've been around the block a few times. I've lost a lot of friends, a lot of people I know. I've done a lot of funerals of people that lived for God at one time. I've seen all the different various types of people come and go. But this message is still resonating. It's still true. You've got to put forth your best effort to live for God and not let anything sidetrack you and get you off on another pathway. That leads you away from the things of God. Doesn't matter how old we are or how young we are. It matters what we do with what God has given us. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters. So I open these altars tonight. We have a little time here. Why don't you come? Find a place to pray. Seek the face of God. Recalibrate tonight. In this new year, let God do something great in your life. Let Him become real to you in a special way tonight. That's it. Come on. Come on.